OTB AM. The way in which Chelsea phrased it was bizarre. It's like, we're going to get rid of him, but he's going to really, really help us. Potter seems like a nice guy, and maybe that was his downfall in the end. OTB AM. Live, weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave, or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Mayor Roscommon is in Mikhail Park on Sunday. We have Leinster preliminary action in these are all the uh, provincial football championships. Wicklow back out again against Carlow. Longford against Offaly. Leash against Wexford. It's Tip and Waterford in Munster and Clare versus Cork in Cusick Park in Ennis, which is not a gimme for Cork by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm delighted to say John Maughan uh, is with us to talk to us about these games this weekend. John, good morning to you. How are you getting on? Good guys, good. Yeah, from a beautiful sunny morning here in Casabarra. Nice to talk to you both. What is the level of expectation when you're out in the streets and people are coming up to you talking about the game this weekend? What's everybody feeling about this? A small little bit of trepidation, I'll be honest with you, because, um, you know, there's an interesting statistic that's floating around on social media and, and in various chats uh, about Ross Gammon, uh managing to beat Mayo in the first round of the championship after we've uh, won the league on the last four occasions. So, uh, yeah, Ross Gammon had a, they've had a fantastic league, um, an incredible performance in the last game, albeit against uh, a malfunctioning Donegal. I think they put up 21 points uh, to nine on that, on that particular game. So they're coming in with huge confidence and uh, no better team than Ross Gammon to bring Mayo back down to, back down to earth. But, uh, at the same side, like I mean, that victory over um, Galway last Sunday in uh, Croke Park uh, will have raised our expectations, and we're coming with a bit of momentum as well. But uh, yeah, it's just kind of a, one of those games where you're just keeping your fingers crossed, and let's hope that we get out of jail. If you were to benchmark it against the the, the league performance, yeah, Mayo, uh, I think was, I did, that game was played in early March. We look very, very athletic and very. Uh, uh, and very strong, particularly in the opening half of that National League campaign. And we looked like we were complete control. But I tell you, the way Roscommon finished in that particular game, they finished, uh, I think, the, the, the lead, Mayo's lead, had stretched out to seven or eight points at one stage. And within four or five or six minutes, it was back down to a kick of a ball. And as you might recall, I think they had a, a, an opportunity in the very last minute of that game, the last attack, where Jeremy Connor spread himself to prevent maybe a last-minute winning goal for Roscommon. So, I tell you, it's one of those games where you're just, uh, I think Epic Stadium's management team will be glad it's over and uh, get a two-week break before um, they go on to Pierce Stadium if they're lucky enough to do that. As an intercounty manager, John, of many years, you can understand and appreciate the importance of a, of a turnaround and maybe having more rest time before a big game like this than your opposition. Uh, it's probably understandable that Kevin McStay was looking for the league final last week to be pushed uh, forward to Saturday from Sunday. Um, is, is that going to have an impact in this game? Ross Common kind of sitting there waiting, ready, ready to go, whereas you know Mayo had to go out last weekend. It hasn't had the same impact as it would have had a number of years ago because the conditioning of players... Is so professional now, and uh, Kevin has an enormous backroom team that has that managed down to its nth degree. So I would imagine certainly there was no celebrations last Sunday evening. Uh, ordinarily, there might be a, a bit of a party or a Monday at club uh, after you win a league title. And certainly, in the couple of occasions that we've won one down here in Mayo, that appears to be the case. But uh, no, I'd say Kevin was very anxious to get them into recovery mode immediately after the game last Sunday. And as I say, with the conditioning. Of the of the players, I know Mayo's conditioning and and strength work that they've done. They started off a very very early in the campaign, 
And that's another little argument there. We're going through the front door. I know, I've no doubt Kevin say we want to win a provincial championship because I'm not convinced this mayor team right now are quite ready to win an all Ireland t- title, particularly when you benchmark them against the Dublin uh, performance and the Dublin resources they have. I'm not quite sure that we're quite good enough yet. So I think Kevin will be anxious to win a, a provincial title. And I think he'll throw the kitchen sink in the next couple of weeks to try and get over the line. And obviously, we're Mayo lucky enough to beat Roscommon. And, and, and I'm suggesting to you, it's not an absolute certainty. But if we are the big one, and it will be an even bigger game as uh, Galway and Pear Stadium. And that could be a really, really tricky encounter if Mayo say get there. What What are the doubts? What, what are causing you to have doubts about Mayo's ability to get over the line in the All-Ireland? Is it anything to do with how Galway played them last week and, and maybe showed a bit of a template for teams to play against this Mayo side? Yeah, I think there's a certain element of that. I think Porrick Joyce will have uh, gone off to Portugal on Monday morning you know, lamenting the fact that uh, they didn't put Mayo away, that created those four goal chances, or our goalkeeper was man the match. He alluded to that in his post-match interview, apparently. That, uh, yeah, they certainly opened us up. They came down to the heart of a defence. And there was a little bit of a question mark about our new defensive setup. Uh, are we strong enough and good enough, particularly when teams come at us with pace? Jamer the Connor, of course, is playing playing more or less as an out and out sweeper these days behind Connor Loftus. Of course, Connor is our new centre half back. It was um, he had a brilliant league campaign, and, and you know, and probably embellished his reputation a little bit even last Sunday. But nonetheless, I just felt Galway penetrators uh, quite easily. I mean, you consider Shane Walsh is not quite at the tempo that he needs to be. Uh, he missed quite a few uh, opportunities, forty fives, and one thing and another. Of course, Peter Cook had that last-minute goal chance. He turned, they were a bit sloppy. So I think Park Joyce and Galway will appreciate, appreciate uh, and understand that they have a greater opportunity with a three-week three lead-in to Pierce Stadium to tidy up elements of the game that make a big difference to them. Damien Comer, like I mean, not starting, not quite fit enough. Johnny Heaney going off um, injured early in that first half. Get those guys back up to tempo over the next couple of weeks. And I just think that um, Galway can improve by six or seven points uh, for a pure stadium game against Mayor Roscommon. Um, in terms of the specific approach that Galway took, they basically conceded the kickouts to Mayo and said, OK, Mayo, uh, you're going to have to play through us if you're going to beat us. And that really seemed to have stuck Mayo in a bit of treacle. Yeah, I mean, uh, certainly, and it's an interesting aspect of the modern game, the, you know, the, 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 the high press and what you do there. Yeah, that's a, a certainly something that Porrick and, uh, uh, um, Keen O'Neill would have, uh, um, and his backroom team would have come up with that very clear strategy. And it certainly has worked because everybody tries to beat the press. I mean, if we can go along with a goalkeeper that can certainly, uh, you know, kick over the press on occasion. So, Again, I think uh, uh, Kevin and his, uh, and his team will be spending a bit of time on working on an alternative to that, so that when uh, a team decides to give you the ball, can we still go along? Can we still take the uh, the Trident uh, on a couple of occasions here throughout the league and a couple, particularly the ho- home games, where uh, they have gone along with great success? And look, at it up, very much depends on on your midfield and how dominant they are and. You know, that's an element of a game. Matthew Rowan, you know, in, in some games he's been brilliant against Dirty Gold. He was superb. Matthew appeared to have returned to the great form that he, he displayed. There's maybe a talk there that maybe Jack Carney might give us a better option, maybe winning clean possession if we decide to go along in our kickouts. Yeah, there's certainly food for thought on, uh, on those lines. But uh, 
Galway certainly, uh, with the approach they took, to causes problems for sure. And particularly when they opened us up down the heart of a defence, he just created a bit of consternation. Could have had two or three goals, uh, and that's certainly a concern. And uh, this defensive structure, albeit new for Mayo, it certainly needs a little bit of tweaking uh, if we are to go on and, and, and land the big one. Uh, John, I know Donegal are having their troubles and they were already re- already relegated at the time, but Roscommon kicked 21 points against them in the last round of the league. 20 of those were from play. I think there was only one free in the game. And when you look at that Roscommon full forward line, I mean, it is dangerous. You've got Jim Murta, Connor Cox, Ben O'Carroll, all free scoring throughout the league. How do you expect that Mayo full-back line to cope with them? Because uh, Coyne and Callan in particular were, were excellent against Galway, I thought, and, and, and have been in recent weeks. But how do you expect that those battles to match up? It's, it's, it's going to be a worry. I, 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 in particular, this Ben O'Carroll has certainly caught everyone's attention this year with his performance. He's been superb. We know about the two Murtas, Kieran and Jermitt. Obviously, Connor Cox, a, a very formidable opponent, strong. We have a very inexperienced full back nine. And, you know, look at Jack Coyne, is a fabulous footballer. I watched him playing and winning an intermediate title with Bally Hollis on a couple of occasions last year. He's a, he's a gem of a footballer. Uh, McBreen has been on the periphery of the Mayo team for the last couple of years, albeit injury, just kept him back from um, from being a permanent starter over the last couple of seasons. And Sam Callanan has just been superb as well. Notwithstanding, the three of them are quite inexperienced. And I would be a little bit concerned. And then again, it's all about the quality of ball that uh, Ross Common can get into that full forward line. But certainly, it's a, our, our defensive setup is a little bit uh, concerning. Uh, nonetheless, those three guys on the Mayo for backline are all talented, they're quick, they're athletic. And I thought Sam Callanan in particular did a fantastic uh, uh, job on Shane Ward. So he's come in with great confidence. Jack Coyne, uh, um, you know, very, very talented footballer. And McBreen down here has been the talk of, of Mayo football supporters because they, everyone feels we've now found a full back that's athletic and strong and can get up and down the field. But... I just watching these mayor team and the transition from the new management from James Horns into Kevin McStay's were very, very athletic. I yeah. mean, that's the one thing with terrific pace. And even down to our cornerbacks and our fullback, every opportunity they get, they are gone. And we have this kind of rotating system that Jeremy O'Connor will sit back and Connor Loftus will hold and Stephen Cohn will hold the defensive setup. And they're just given, a, you know, a green light to our fullback line to attack at will. So I expect that uh, the same way Sean Kelly did it for, for Galway last week, every opportunity uh, he was going to get in that National League final, he was going to take the likes of Aiton O'Shea on a gallop 150 metres, which Aiton doesn't like, obviously, up and down the field. I expect that uh, the male full back line will try and do the same with that uh, Roscommon uh, you know, full forward line. Put them on the back foot, put them chasing, make it uncomfortable for them and just... See how athletic and how fit they really, really are. I think that will be a, an approach that uh, Mayo will take. But you mentioned it there, 21 points, 20 from play against Donegal, albeit a Donegal team that was in complete disarray at that time. But we all expected Donegal might have come out in that last, last league game and put down a marker and a statement after losing a manager and, and of course, all that consternation that it creates. But um, you have to point a light on 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 Roscommon yeah. and they not alone that performance, but throughout the league. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> very impressive. It's, it's all actually set up for the perfect ambush, and I can see why there'd be a little bit of trepidation on the streets uh, in Mayo this week. I do want to ask you about Clare though, because um, this is a big, big, big opportunity for Clare against Cork at the weekend. We've been waiting for this Clare team to have 
a statement victory under Colin Collins. They've been a staple in Division 2 for such a long period of time and they've had a, a little bit of heartbreak there and they've had a little bit of heartbreak in the championship. And this year, if they were to get into the Sam Maguire, uh, they'd obviously have to do it through the um, the provincial championship. There would be a game at home that no one would really want to go down to, to Ennis to play them. But it basically all rests on this game against uh, Cork this weekend. And we don't really know what to make of Cork either. So this is definitely one of those where it could be a famous victory for Clare or it could be the birth of a new Cork movement. Yeah, I mean, Cork have created a small bit of confusion, particularly that performance against Louds, not taking anything away from Louds' uh, league campaign. And they've been certainly a team that's on the rise and have, uh, you know, they've been fantastic under under Mickey Hart. But um Cork, I just haven't got that consistency. You know, their their, their performances are so fragmented. One week they look absolutely brilliant. You, you have them in your accumulator, and yes, they go and put out a brilliant victory, and they look magical. And the next weekend, you're expecting them to drive on. People were talking a number of weeks ago about Cork being the dark horses in this year's championship. I'm not convinced at all. They have individually, they have some fantastic footballers, but collectively, that cohesion is just not there. Uh, they have a grateful forward line. And if they hit form, you say, yeah, they can blow some of the top three or four teams in the country away if they all click on the one day. But they just don't do that. I mean, Clare, for the first time in, I think, eight years, have been relegated. Is this Colin Collins' last throw of the dice? They haven't beaten Cork, I think, in about 20 years. They've already played them twice in this year's uh, and this year in the McGrath Cup and the National League. And... I'd say really underperform it. You know, that big rallying force that you'd expect from Clare at home, you just begin to question it. But I feel if there's any day to do it, it's this weekend. I just, there's something about them, you know, there's a bit of a, a, a I suppose, story circulating that Colin Collins might move on after, I mean, incredible uh, eight or nine years in charge. They've been absolutely fantastic. I know they've been missing a couple of their big name players when they play Cork in the National League. I think they're too. Uh, first choice midfielders uh, um, uh, were were missing uh, um, on that occasion. So if if Clare can get back and get a good crowd going, they can be formidable. Would I back them uh, to win it? I probably wouldn't, just because the history is there and the talent in, in that particularly in that cork attack is just so so strong. And uh, for me, I just can't see it happening. I'd love to see it happen. And I obviously have been involved with Clare for four years back in the early 90s. And we had some wonderful days down in Cusick Park in National League and a couple of championship games. So I just, uh, I'd be keeping my, uh, i keep my fingers crossed. But with uh, Brian Hurley and Sherlock and Sean Porter, who's a beautiful footballer, Chris Jones, big midfielder, E. McGuire, they just have a lot of talent right around the park. And, uh, I just think it might be a big, uh, a big, big struggle for Clare. Okay, one last one for me. It's uh, going to be Easter Sunday, and it's a, the first round of the Connacht Football Championship. Is there any possibility that some team gets their strength and conditioning perfect, and the others kind of screw it up over the course of the next eight, twelve weeks, and then we have a slightly unusual all Ireland winner because of the change of system, or does this actually benefit the Dubs and Kerry more than anybody else because of the strength and depth that they have? Ah, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, I have to say, you know. Dublin for me, I mean, when you consider you no know, Brian Howard, uh, Paul Mannion, just a cameo appearance the last day, you no know, Jack McCaffrey, you no know, uh, Merchant. I mean, they're, they're playing within their comfort zone, Dublin. They, they to me, any team that beats Dublin will win the All-Ireland, I feel. Of course, Kerry have been very slow out of the blocks. 
and they've been indifferent. They got exactly what they want out of the league. That's what Jack O'Connor said: get uh, six points and, be, and survive. And that's exactly what they did. Can't see any big shocks. Like I mean, uh, Louth have been superb throughout the National League. Yeah, Jerry. You just begin to there's a question mark over them, you know. Uh, could have been beaten by an awful lot more last weekend in Dublin. They appear to not to be a real Crow Park team. Uh, Roy Gallagher hasn't got the strength and depth of the quality that he had in, when he was involved with Jimmy Gillis and Johnny Gall. Uh, we forgot to mention Longford and Offaly there. Longford relegated Offaly, both of them Tatching Cup uh, performance, it would appear. Uh, that'll be an interesting game, could end in a draw. The ones that you'd, you'd be a little bit worried about, uh, I was talking to Andy Moore and I meet him in the gym here, uh, here at Casabar. I was just chatting to him uh, after um, their, their uh, performance, the last, last league game, game against Sligo, which they lost. And uh, they're travelling, they're on the road this week to New York. Uh, they're always uh, very, very tricky encounters. I, I remember being involved in New York in a couple of cases with Mayor and Roscommon. And got, by God, you'd lose uh, a couple of kilos on the sideline in those games. Likewise with uh, uh, London and Sligo. Albeit, I just don't think London are as strong as they were a couple of years ago, similarly with uh, New York. But uh, I know both uh, Tony McEntee and Andy Moore will be very, very relieved if they come away next Monday or Tuesday out, out of those uh, two capital cities with victories. But I'd say they will sweat for them. There certainly will be occasions during those uh, two games uh, overseas where uh, Tony McEntee with Sligo will be sweating a little bit, similar yeah. with Andy in New York. But I expect both of them to prevail by the narrow margins. John, but look at, it's wonderful. Look, at, We're looking forward to a great championship. Great stuff. Great to have you with us. Thanks a million. Cheers. God bless, boys. Take care now. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. 